You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not losing losing our shit. Hey, 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 welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Megan. And this is Mickey. Hey, guys. Guys, (laughs) we are hanging in there. I hope you all are, too. We all got some pretty big news this week about um, schools getting closed for the rest of the year in Washington, which is insane, like really crazy. Um, So my heart goes out to all of the parents, the teachers, the kids, just everyone is in some way going to be affected by that, whether it's at work or whatever. Um, So hope everyone's doing okay. Yeah, that just makes things like things already felt real but it's just like when you look at that it's like oh crap like that's a whole half a year of school that kids are missing that's scary yeah I I got it the information in a text message like about from the PTA like okay we need to get organized all this stuff so before like every every everyone knew and I wanted to throw up I'm <laughs> just like, <laughs> I love school so much, and I'm, like, really involved in Piper's class. Like, we love her teacher. It's his first year teaching. Like, welcome to the party, dude. Yeah. Poor guy. And, like, I yeah, I can't believe it. But now it's, like, settled in, and we're like, okay, it's just, like, a very long summer vacation where you can't go anywhere or see anybody. <laughs> so, uh, it is what it is, and, I mean, it's the best for everyone's health and, and yep. that makes sense you wouldn't want to go back too soon and like everyone would be all paranoid and stuff anyway so yeah makes it sense. makes sense yeah but it is scary and you know with that being said I before we got started on our episode tonight I did just kind of want to touch on um the whole COVID-19 situation with everybody I you know we want to keep making these episodes in this really scary time to hopefully provide a little bit of fun and distraction um You know, we want to keep our episodes as lighthearted as we can, but of course, touch base on some of these really serious things. So we're all taking this seriously and we're sending our love and support to everybody struggling out there. You're not alone. And we hope that these episodes are bringing you just a little bit of a distraction and, you know, maybe put a smile on your face. Yeah. Yeah. My husband tonight said, we're all alone together. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're all going through the same thing, just not in physical proximity to each other so yeah hopefully that that warms your heart a little bit and you not <laughs> feel so alone right now yeah yep well should we dive on in with our highs and lows and get this episode started yes i think so go ahead all right um okay so my highs and lows I have mentioned on other episodes that I've been really working on my running and training for this half marathon that is now officially canceled. Um, But running is basically my de-stressor. So I'm continuing to do that. Um, Even though, honestly, it's like playing Frogger out there when you're out trying to run, just hopping around, (laughs) trying to stay six feet away from everyone. It makes it, you know, not as... um, luxurious as it used to be. (laughs) I don't know if that's the right word for what I'm trying to say, but um, I had a run on Sunday morning. So Sundays is now my me time where my husband stays with Nora and I take my dog and we go out 
and we run. And so Sunday I was going to run for six miles slash an hour. Um, and so I was feeling, you know, good by myself, reflecting, struggling on this, you know, long run. And I, I look up and I'm by a bunch of warehouses. Like we don't, we're just out by warehouses where I am. And so I look up and there is a huge bald eagle, like flying very low and just kind of like circling around me and just kind of like lingered there for a minute. And it was so cool because my grandfather passed away when I was really young. And we have always said that bald eagles are him. Like whenever you see a bald eagle, it's Papa, like just letting you know things are going to be okay. And it was just really cool. Like in that moment, I just looked up and I just knew it was him. And I just started like tearing up and I felt so just good and like things were going to be fine. And it was, it was a really good moment that I needed to happen. So that was definitely, yeah, my high. Yeah, it was, gosh, that's sweet. Yeah, it was really cool. So um, that happened. My low is, oh my gosh, poor Nora is teething. And she, okay, so the girl didn't get teeth until she was like 11 months old. And then they just all, they pop in in clusters. So she has like maybe six, six or eight teeth right now. And she has like four coming in all Mm -hmm. at once. Like both of her canines, one of her eye teeth, and like, I think possibly another molar. And she's totally normal and fine, except for when she's trying to sleep. So just laying down, I think, is really painful for her. And so... Um, before nap and and she doesn't like cry or anything she just won't go to sleep she just sits there awake like talking and digging at her ear and she like we cut her nails down as short as we can but she sits there and just like scratches and scratches and scratches every single day I go in there to get her from her nap or especially from like overnight and there's just blood everywhere oh my god I'm just like okay, what the heck are we going to do? We give her medicine. We are cutting her nails down super low. I, I tried putting like coconut oil on her ears to make them like slippery so that maybe she couldn't get traction. And she just will not stop like oh, scratching them. And then the saddest part is she hates messes. And so her sleep sacks are stained and the blood will not come out. And so every morning I'll come in there and she'll point at her sleep sack and say, mess clean clean like like she's begging me to clean her blanket and I'm like it is clean sweetie like you have to stop scratching your ears so I'm just like I just feel so bad but we're doing you know everything we can and she's handling it like a freaking champ and I'm trying to conserve our Tylenol because I bought a new bottle right before all this happened but Mm. like you can't find it now so I'm like Hopefully yeah. these teeth pop through before we run out of medicine. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, that's been going on for basically the whole week. So, I'm just like, you're just a bloody mess every morning. Oh, poor thing. Yeah, I know. So, if anybody has tips, I don't... This ear scratching thing, she's done it every time she has a tooth coming in. And I just... Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Oh, that is weird. Like, some kind of self-soothing thing but making a different thing worse yeah oh yep 
So, yeah, that's the low. Yeah. yeah. The kids. It's hard. To, <laughs> it's hard, especially when she, like, can't communicate. I know. Well, well, and she just doesn't cry. And so it's like, yeah. you look at the monitor, like, you know, I put her down and look at the monitor, like, 10 minutes later, she's normally asleep. But if she's, like, sitting there, like, probably scratching her ear, I'm just like, I wish you could talk to me more. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Poor baby. We just do what we can. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. My high. This is super silly, but I'm going with it. So, <laughs> so um, one of our friends um, had her birthday like a week or so ago, and she did a bunch of videos on TikTok. And so we were like, oh, we want to get on there and watch. So we downloaded, t- or I downloaded TikTok for like the third time because I just did not get it. I didn't know what what do you do on there. I thought it was just a music thing, but then it wasn't. So confusing. Now I get it. Um, and do you love it? Oh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> but I, like, haven't posted anything yet because I'm, like, I can't just put any riffraff out there. Like, it's got to be good. So so um, my roller derby league, uh, we have this, like, social page. And one of the girls posted a video on there that's, like, a, um, I, don't, I don't even think it's from TikTok, but it's, like, a, um, like a montage of these burlesque dancers and it's like the before, like no makeup and then like do a thing and then you're all beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, we want to do that with our bout day makeup. Cause like on bout days, like our derby games, like you go all out or some people choose to go all out with crazy makeup and stuff. So today I had Piper help me in the bathroom and we recorded like my little segment. Oh my <laughs> God. It was so much fun. I just had way too much fun and it turned out really good. And so I'm, when it's done and out there in the world, I'm going to make it into my own little TikTok because it can, my segment works by itself too. Um, but I'm like just so excited about oh it. So I'm like wearing weird makeup, like blue eyeshadow and stuff today. Um, oh, it looks so I, good. Thanks. But I showed Mikey the video, like the first one. And then I was like, this is my segment. He's like, oh, it's so cute. I was like, I really think that this is going to like take off. And I was like, you know I'm just like really excited that it's gonna go viral and then I'm gonna be famous and he's like yep I was like I know I'm I'm like laughing and I was like I know I'm joking but I'm not joking he's like oh no I know you're not joking that's your dream so so today could be the first day of the rest of my famous life so get it you can folks (laughs) it was just a cool creative idea and then like, for it to actually turn out. I'm, just, like, so self-conscious about seeing myself on video and everything. Especially, like, no makeup and stuff, too. That's, like, ugh. But, yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah, it turned out really cute. So I'm excited to to show you and, and see how it goes. There is um, a TikTok video. You know how you can, like, do the lip, syn- lip syncing of the different videos? And mm-hmm. you should do this one because she's, like, you can pretend like you're talking on the phone to your husband or your boss or whoever. And you're, like... No, I didn't get that done. No, no, I didn't get that done. But I have almost 50 followers on TikTok and I've (laughs) almost mastered the savage dance. So I have had a pretty productive day. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, once I like, I really, once I start like getting up and getting dressed every day, the Mm -hmm. videos will come. I'm just not there yet. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) So that was like my highlight of my day was a fun little comedic thing and so it was in our bathroom and I so I had Piper standing on my sink (laughs) holding my roller derby well first I started having her throw a makeup brush into I'm like holding a coffee cup and she threw it into the cup and it was like 
so many outtakes of just dropping it, or like missing, missing. <laughs> then we end up doing a helmet anyways. But so she's just standing there and she must have just like thought I was insane. I'm like, okay, drop it now. Cheese, okay. Like a <laughs> <laughs> good mother-daughter bonding. And oh then yeah, I showed her the finished thing and she just really wasn't impressed. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. Oh my gosh. So it was a good comedic relief because my low oh oh my god i have been a mess a real bad terrible cryy wreck so i do embroidery from home i have one like 10 needle embroidery machine it's not a simple piece of equipment um and usually i would just take it in to get serviced if anything happened but my service plan ran out like a year ago and it's expensive and the world is shut down right now so (laughs) so i'm in the middle of this large like large order like 14 really nice embroidered sweatshirts for my daughter's teacher he coaches a baseball team so it's like a big deal financially and otherwise like i need to get it done and so i'm in the middle of one of these sweatshirts and the machine just starts like making this horrible machine noise like like um it, it almost sounds like it needs to be oiled kind of thing which might end up being the problem i don't know but could not get it to keep sewing. It just like, ugh, horrible sound wouldn't sew. So I'm like, what am I, what am I going to do? Like, I can't just not have a machine. And there's like no way that they have to like send it out of town to work on it. So I'm like freaking out, but I'm like, okay, I can figure this out. Like, what could it be? It must be thread jammed somewhere. Let's open everything up and see what I can see. And so I like, take off all the outer plastic part of where the actual like arm is that the needle goes into to actually do the sewing. And I take off, there's like a metal rod that runs through the whole thing. And there's a little round metal part that you like put the bobbin in. And that's the whole, like what makes the bottom stitches like important part. And I just take it off. Like, Oh, nothing's nothing. Nothing's wrapped around there or whatever. That's fine. I go to put it back on and I realize that you have to have it exactly lined up with the needle or it won't sew. Like, duh. But, like, I, just, I don't know why I didn't think of that part. And there's no, like, one way it goes on. Like, it's just a stick. So you can spin it all the way around. There's no knowing, oh, my God, what goes where. Yeah. I spent probably four or five hours in there, day before yesterday, just losing it. And I'm like trying to figure out how it goes i like keep moving it and testing and moving and testing and i'm like googling and i've looked through every manual they don't want you touching any of that stuff so no it's not in the maintenance thing or on the internet they're like if this goes wrong you need to send it in okay well i can't send it in so i oh oh my gosh was not okay (laughs) so i i called my husband at work and i'm like just (laughs) my conversations with him are always like He's like, hi, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Oh, good. I'm like, are you busy at work? No. Can you talk for a minute? Yeah. <gasps> oh, my God. And I start falling. <laughs> I like, want to make sure it's okay first. And then I just was like, oh, my God. Look what I did. It's like, okay. Just, like, get out of there. Don't go back in there tonight. We'll look when I get home. And Aww. I ended up, like, kind of finding the right, at least, like, the right name of the part to look up and found some things. And so... I didn't go in there at all yesterday. I'm like, I need a mental health day. I'm not touching it. I'm spending time with the kids. And we had like a great day. Um, And then 
I went in there today and I think I actually fixed it. Nice, really? Yeah, I really think, well, that part that I messed up. I don't know that the machine in general is 100%. Yeah. But I think once I put everything back together and now I learned a few more places to oil that hopefully that'll help just to like at least get me through this order. Um, Gosh. Yeah, so it could have turned out good. But I actually still don't really know. <laughs> I yeah. really still don't know. But the funny thing is, so it's funny that you said the thing about your grandpa because my dad was a sewing machine mechanic, like oh. for years, and that's how he met my stepmom, like because she owned a sewing machine factory. So <laughs> we had just the night before had watched Onward, the like d- new Disney movie, Disney Pixar movie, which is about these two brothers and like their dad passed away and they're like trying to bring him back. For just one day. Sad. Oh my god. It's the most heart-wrenching, horrendous yeah, movie. Nope. Oh nope. my god, I just didn't know what it was about and I wasn't ready for it. But so, I'm like, this is happening the next day. I was like, <laughs> telling Mikey, I was like, is this, like, my dad's sick way of, like, messing with me right now? Just like, hey, we're gonna throw a little wrench in here and make you think of me and try to fix this yourself. When it would have been cool if I could have just called him and asked him, like, one simple question and he probably could have told me. But yeah, oh my it, wasn't, it wasn't the, like, heartwarming, like, signal. I was like, are you fucking with me right now? Is this what's <laughs> happening? Like, God damn it. So, oh, gosh. But yeah. So hopefully it turns out okay. I'll keep it posted. But, uh, yeah. That was... Yikes. <laughs> it's just, like, I feel like regular bad things should not be allowed to happen during a <laughs> pandemic okay please yeah. life like the rest of the world has stopped can just the bad things stop too please mm-hmm. like we don't have the capacity to handle normal life bs and pandemic bs right right i know and i was like well and this is the one job well i mean no because there's a lot of very essential people there this just happens to be the thing one thing i can do from home and i should be doing and need to do yeah. And I'm like, really? It can't just go smoothly? Okay. Classic. So, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Hopefully, keep us posted on Instagram. Oh, yeah. And get that completely taken care of because, yeah. yes. Oh, man. Okay. Well, before we jump in with our guests, I also, speaking of Instagram and social media, wanted to let you guys know if you're not part of our Boss Ladies and Babies group on Facebook. We do have a member exclusive contest going on right now. That's all I'm going to say. So go check out our group and the contest ends on April 10th. So we've got that in the works. Um, All right. So our guest for this episode, I'm really excited about this one. It's going to be fun, lighthearted, and it's just going to be a good episode for you guys. I think you'll all like it. Um, Our guest is one of the most badass mamas we know. A mama to two, soon to be three boys, tattoo lover, boss lady to the max, and all around cool girl. Please welcome to the show our dear friend Jessica Tony. Hey Jess. Hi guys. Oh, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Sure. Yeah. So tonight on this episode, um, let's see. When this comes out, Easter will have just happened. So it's going to be, right? That's no. right. No, th- this will come out this week. So Easter's... Easter. Oh, yeah. So Easter this will weekend, be... Though. Okay. Easter right. is going to be this weekend. Sorry, guys. I don't even know what day it is. No, um, so it just kind of inspired us with things being so strange to kind of talk about 
some of our normal traditions <laughs> that we do. Anybody catch that reference? Oh, yeah. Fiddler on the roof, right? <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead. Yeah, so uh, before we do, let's get Jess on here to introduce herself to all of you guys. Hi, I'm Jessica. I am a mother uh, to a two and eight month old, and I am pregnant with a six month old right now. So six months pregnant. So it's it's been double trouble and being in quarantine and trying to entertain him and also being barely able to move <laughs> at the moment. Um, I also have a 19-year-old stepson, and my husband and I are working from home. Or at least I'm trying to work from home. He does work from home. So. <laughs> and but yeah, um, I work in wedding and events. So we had 20 cancellations for events going on. So I'm pretty much on early maternity leave now. I won't be going back to work till after the baby's born. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and uh, you know, I'm just trying to live life to the greatest, trying to raise my kids and have traditions to keep us as family as a whole <laughs> and have meaning and value to our, what we feel family should be. Nice. Well, thank you so much again for joining us. Jess is one of our really, really good friends. We've known her for, oh my gosh, it's got to be like eight years now, coming up on eight years. I think it is eight years because I've lived here almost nine years. Uh, I'm from California, so I'm moving to Washington. Uh, It's been, yeah, and I've been with Billy now five years. So, yeah, definitely. It's been eight years almost. That's crazy. And fun fact, Jess officiated Megan's wedding. Yeah. And I officiated Jess's wedding. So That's right. We did. Pretty cute. (laughs) That's pretty cute. Yeah, I just, um, this episode is perfect for us because I just think, you know, in our group of friends, we had like even friendship traditions that we would do. And I, I just remember like, Jess, you and I were always like rooting for those things to stick. And I specifically remember a book club meeting that we were supposed to have and it was snowing outside. And so everybody kind of, you know, couldn't make it, but Jess came to my house and it was just her and I, and we turned the book club party into a Sunday fun day. And we just got drunk, the two of us. This was pre kids. This was a long time ago. Washington Winos Book Club. Washington Winos Book Club. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was the last uh, book club meeting. <laughs> it was. It was. Although we started to try to get a book club going through quarantine recently but we are all like yeah let's do it let's do it and then we're like so what book do we read and then nothing happened (laughs) (laughs) it's a commitment (laughs) yeah yeah all right well let's let's dig in so easter coming up what kind of traditions normally if we weren't in quarantine would you guys be doing with your families 
Um, we would do the typical get together with the cousins and grandparents and um, decorate eggs and then do like, actually my husband's work does an Easter egg hunt every year. And I think we've gone pretty much every year too, which has been really fun. They go out and like, I remember last time was super muddy, but I know they won't be doing that this year. Um, (laughs) And yeah, just the typical like at home Easter basket, do a little Easter egg hunt. It'll be more fun the older they get, um, like the more tricky you can get with the hiding and stuff. But, um, but yeah, pretty pretty standard over here. Nice. Yeah, um, we do a Easter egg hunt with uh, my son's preschool, and so there's like I don't know over a hundred little toddlers running around <laughs> on their school farm. It's awesome. It's super muddy. So you bring extra clothes, boots, you just know you're going to get covered in it. And uh, they have like a fire pit and hot dogs and s'mores and all the fun things at a farm you would get to play with and look at chickens and ducks and all that cool stuff. And then they do, and the front part of the farm is like a manicured lawn. And then they do the eggs out there for the little kids and they're not hidden at all. They're just like scattered in the grass. So, the, you know, a two-year-old can find an egg. And it's pretty fun and cute to watch. Like, yeah. And then we, at home, we dye eggs, of course. Um, growing up, though, when I was a kid, um, we were, I was raised Catholic. So we'd go to Sunday Mass and then they would do an Easter egg hunt at church. And then I would do an Easter egg hunt at home also. But that's about it we would do for Eastern. Nice. I am huge on traditions, just like my childhood and all of our family traditions were like my fondest memory growing up, every single one of them. And they're just like so important to me, almost to a fault. And so I'm trying to pass as many of my childhood traditions on to our family now with Nora as I can. Um, And so this Easter is her second Easter. Last year she was really, really little. Um, But we had um, both sides of our families come together and we had a brunch and we put the Easter basket out the night before and we did an egg hunt just at the house and colored eggs before that. And it was really fun. and so this year for her second Easter, I'm having a hard time that we're not going to get an Easter bunny photo. I was almost thinking about like dressing up like a bunny myself and like getting oh. a picture with her or having Quentin <laughs> do it or something. But, um, but yeah, so this year, I guess I noticed when talking with Mickey that Easter falls on um, National Grilled Cheese Day. So I think we're just going to do, yeah, like grilled cheese and, and, you know, we're still going to color eggs. We're still going to put the Easter basket out and hide the eggs for her and just like try to make the best of it. And it will maybe turn out to be a new tradition. Yeah. We'll see. I totally vote that you and Q should just like put bunny ears on and do a family picture because this might be a very untraditional year, but what's happening is, I mean, one, it's just going to be part of our history now. Like, yeah. there's no getting around that. It'll be kind of cool, I think, to look back on 
things from this time and be like, oh my god, I can't believe that happened. Or here's how we like remember the Easter that that was us three and we've been locked in the house for months. Like it'll be yeah. I actually love that idea. Probably have some bunny ears laying around from my pre mom (laughs) (laughs) days. Check the Halloween bin or something. <laughs> that bin under your bed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh face. man. Um, I I don't remember a ton of like traditions from me growing up. I just I my tradition was kind or my childhood was kind of um, diverse. <laughs> like I lived with a few different family members for periods of times and stuff like it was a little hectic but um I remember as like a preteen and teenager like every year my parents would give me a basket but we didn't do like decorating eggs or like hiding them or anything like that because it was just me and like two parents so it wasn't like that exciting you know I just remember I'd get like really cute stuff in my basket but when I met Mike and started hanging out with his family, his family is huge on traditions like that. Like his, his uh, parents every year, like we would, we'd go there and decorate eggs even before any of us had kids. Mm -hmm. It'd be like just the adults getting together and decorating eggs and then hiding them and then doing like carving pumpkins. And I am obsessed. Like I am so hell bent on giving my kids all those traditions that I never had or might have had sometimes and didn't other times. So I am like, yeah, super like strict about it. Like we're going to do this, even if it's just us at home, which and it usually ends up being us at home, like on the day of anything anyways. Um, but so I think my kids probably aren't even like, they don't really even notice a difference in what's going on right now, except they haven't like seen anyone, but I don't think that they've really like felt that that much yet so I think this Easter should like go over pretty well hopefully we'll see (laughs) it was definitely strange um like shopping for Easter basket items on Amazon yeah yeah weird but um yeah accepted it so she's yeah Nora's so little so she won't know the difference between Last Easter or this, I mean, the traditions are really for me. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, at this point, until she gets a little older, but. So, Jess, you are expecting a new little one. Um, do you think your traditions are going to change at all when you have two instead of just the one? Um, I think they will change a little bit in the sense that I'll have to accommodate for the age difference. My older son will be three and then it's three years difference between the two so the first few years no because I'll be just toting around a baby <laughs> and the baby won't really understand anything that's going on so um but one thing for me for traditions I have to make them pretty streamlined and purposeful because my son is autistic so he doesn't understand different events I have to make it extra special somehow um so it kind of imprints on him Mm -hmm. for example like he's fine with his daily routine and everything but if he just now 
I think understands Christmas and he's going to be three this year. Like, and I mean, that seems kind of typical for most yeah. kids around two or three, but yeah. um, he doesn't understand Santa whatsoever. Like he sees just a person in a red suit and he's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but um, he gets that there's a tree in the house all of a sudden. And uh, that's about it. And he notices people come over for food. Because we have a either a Christmas dinner or a Christmas brunch, you know something, and he gets, but he doesn't know why. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, in that sense, I don't think there will be any differences for a few more years. Um, once the new baby comes, uh, I do think I will have to adapt it. So. One, my older son, Marshall, will understand that there's two of them now celebrating the same thing. We got to make it fun. Got to have activities um, to make them bond and make a tradition for themselves. Like realizing, oh, this is my little brother. Um, Mm -hmm. He and I get to play together and we get to do this special thing on this day. Um, Either because it's religious or it's because it's a family tradition or something from our past traditions, like from my husband's upbringing or my upbringing. Um, That's my main thing. I'm going to have to figure out a way so they bond together in the experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's it. Yeah, that's interesting to think of, you know, adding another baby in the mix. Me over here just having one, establishing like our traditions with one it will be fun to reestablish those traditions and make them even more exciting once you have another one. Yeah. My two are so close in age that like now there's no difference, but I remember in the beginning having to do like two kind of like egg hunts because one can look around more than the other. And you Mm -hmm. like, of course, now we're at the point where everything has to be fair and like, oh, they got more eggs than me, blah, blah, blah. Oh my gosh. And they know how to count. So it's like, I have five and I have three. Oh my God. Because one of you is better at looking for things than the other. I don't know what to tell you. But um, that that's always like our challenge. And we try really hard to like make everything fair but also, now that they're getting a little bit older, we're really trying to instill in them that not everything is fair, and it's not your birthday, so you're not getting presents, and sorry about it. Like, we used to still get the other kid, like, one thing to make them feel a little better. I think I think we stopped doing that. I can't even, <laughs> I don't know, I can't even remember now, but... Um, <laughs> But yeah, we're work- working on like, you know, just because they got something today and you didn't, like you're going to get something someday that they don't. Like life evens out in the end and it's really not a big deal, which is something that we like just struggle with because we have had one kid in school full time and one in preschool that's like home with me most of the time. So he gets to go with me and go do fun stuff and and she doesn't. And so holidays that's always trickier and then dealing with like relatives and making sure that they're being you know balanced with the kids and and all of that is always a whole a whole other ball game (laughs) but but yeah two definitely gets 
more challenging, but um, but it's really fun too. Yeah, even just with Nora, it's been really cool. Like, I'm just like a cheesy just person in general, and like I said, traditions are so important to me. So Quentin and I have always done each holiday all out with our traditions as if we already had kids. I mean, we from the decorations to like the silly little events that you do to make it special like we've always done that even just the two of us and so now it's like even more exciting like we get to do the stuff that we already really love doing and like share it with Nora and she's gonna just she's gonna be the cheesiest of all when she grows up because (laughs) we are just like total goofballs with this stuff and just go all out and she all I think she already loves it like she just notices that stuff and she's just like like she's obsessed with Santa and I don't know about the Easter bunny because she she's only had one Easter but like even now she'll just be in her playroom and she'll be like Santa Santa and start freaking <laughs> out and she has to she has like the Santa bracelet that she got from her picture with Santa and she like has to wear it and just she, she just loves stuff like that she's I don't know she's definitely my kid so yeah oh that's yeah. cute yeah it's fun I love it. Let's see. All-time favorite traditions, family traditions. And this can be for your family now or your family growing up or both. What do you guys think? Well, I know mine is camping every summer. That was growing up. That's guaranteed we do it. It was at least a three to five day camping trip. It was long. And grew up in California, so we would go to Yosemite. And, like, the earliest memories I have, I'm hiking mountains. And people are like, your daughter's three years old. How is she up there by herself? (laughs) So I always loved the outdoors. Like, that was the big thing came in the summer was big tradition. And, um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to do it the last few years because, one, I was pregnant. Then I had a one-year-old. Then I got pregnant again, you know? So, like, I haven't gone camping in a few years, unfortunately. But um, maybe, I guess, two more years. And then I get to go king. And it's going to be a magical time. <laughs> we should do, like, a group camping trip with all of us and our kids. Oh, I'm in. I want to do that so bad. Like, um, our other friend, Kitty, um, remember she has that big family home out in the middle of the state and she's mm. like yeah we all should go there and camp out because there's a main home and then everybody do tents on the lawn you know mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> as long as I can go to the bathroom somewhere ah, like legit <laughs> I'm in I'll sleep in a tent all day that's fine as long as I can go to the bathroom <laughs> what about you Megan what's your favorite one uh, I just like we're a big Christmas family. All I think just like everything to do with Christmas and the traditions around it. Um, but specifically, I would say now as an adult, my favorite tradition that we do still, I mean, we, we basically do the all. Let me just get, let me back up a little bit for you guys. My youngest sister is 13 years younger than me. And my, we, pretended that Santa was real for her for as long as we could 
So I got to experience the joy of Santa Claus for 26 years. Okay? (laughs) 26 years. Santa came, filled the stockings. We all slept in the same room. He put the presents under the tree, and nobody said a word that it wasn't him. (laughs) 26 years. That does something to a person. I love Santa. (laughs) (laughs) With that being said, of course, all of that part, and we tried to make every little detail of that tradition, plus, you know, then the traditions that my husband's family has for Nora, and it's amazing. But um, the weekend after Thanksgiving every year, my family, we go to the same Christmas tree farm that we've gone to my entire life, and we cut down our Christmas tree, and we take these, like, epic family pyramid photos that we just do like all these crazy stunts and it's just it's just this thing and it's so much fun. I look forward to it every single year and this year, now that we're back in this area, we actually got to cut a tree down from that farm for our own house, which was it's always the tree for my mom's house. And so it was just like it was the most special thing. It it was amazing. And we we had Christmas at our house instead of my mom's house. So it was like kind of bittersweet the first time ever. Um, but yeah, that's my all time favorite tradition for sure. Can that be mine too? Your <laughs> tradition? Because the pic- yeah. I like live for those pictures every year. It is the most wholesome, like heartwarming thing ever. Like I could cry thinking about it right now. Your family is so cute. And your sisters in there now with like little Nora in there. Oh, it's too much. It's so freaking cute. Yeah, thank you. I will definitely say, Megan, like, your family is very big on traditions. Very clear to see the wholesomeness, as Mickey said, come through on your photos and the way you all interact together. It's very welcoming and heartwarming. I love that about your family. (laughs) Thank you. It's always good to see that. Thank you. I wonder if that then is such a big part because like you said, you have like such a younger sister. So you like Mm -hmm. really drew all that stuff out. I I'm just the kid thing. I'm like, Oh, as a third one, like that's a really good idea. makes everyone's life like nice for a long time. But my traditions, yeah, they just kind of like, crapped out early I feel like like when it's just me hanging out with my parents it what like just there were still like really special fun things but um not that like cheesy stuff really which uh, you know you start to miss but my so my favorite tradition growing up is also from Christmas (laughs) but it's like every year it'd be like okay it would be hard to even make it to like Christmas Eve without spoiling presents. Cause like, <laughs> I love giving presents. My mom loves giving presents. Like my dad was there too. <laughs> and so every year at Christmas Eve, we'd be like, okay, like we had dinner. Now we're going to sit around and you get to open like your one, one present on Christmas Eve. And it would end up being, okay, just one more. Oh wait, open this one. And we would open all of our presents <laughs> on Christmas Eve. Always. And it was like, we just would like spiral out of control. And I was like a teenager. So like, you know, no reason to wait really. But then, then you'd wake up on Christmas day and be like, oh, 
wah wah nothing left to like be excited about which always backfired but like i'm so impatient and impulsive which gee i wonder where i get it from now looking back but so now as an adult and my husband knows this about me he's like okay no we're not doing that like that is not a thing even before kids like nope we are not no that's ruining christmas how dare you i think we do like one present on Christmas Eve, if that. And now with the kids, I like get really excited about that one. And we do um, the Elf on the Shelf. We have the Elf on the Shelf now, which I'm like, I like being creative and and all that. So it's like right right up my alley, except it gets real old after after a while. But um, every year on Christmas Eve, because that's the night that the elves fly back to the North Pole, because they're done reporting back to Santa, he gives them pajamas. And so I really, really wanted to do like matching family pajamas every year, mm-hmm. which we did the first few years. I think this was the first year that just the kids got their own jammies and not us. But um, I'm really, I don't know. I get like really excited about that. So I'm like, I'm still making Christmas Eve like really special and we still get to open something, but not, not everything, which is good. Because it's better to wait and not ruin the magic. But (laughs) it's fond (laughs) memories looking back for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I was thinking about, you know, trying to think more about Easter. And I, man, I hope that Nora can experience something like this. But growing up, we, we have a huge family. My mom has seven brothers and sisters. And it was just a different time when we were kids. Like, we would have these family get-togethers that were just amazing. And we would go, we would have these Easter egg hunts out at the park in Lakewood near my grandma's house. And there would just be all of us grandkids. And there was the golden egg, which had, I can't remember if it was 5 or $10 in it. And that golden egg was just, everybody tried so hard to find it. And it was just like the big hot commodity of Easter, but... I just like, I, I just, those days were just so fun and the traditions were just like so important. I just feel like it's such a different time now and I hope to, you know, really try to bring that through to my own family. But yeah, yeah, the good old days. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Would you say, um, because your family is so large, Megan, that tradition were just kind of a implanted into your family no matter what kind of thing because I also grew up with just my mom and me and mm-hmm. so she tried her hardest her darn hardest when um, I was little to do go out of her way to make these events special for me but you know I got older and I didn't care and I'm like I just want a room you know kind of thing <laughs> yeah. but now with my own family I have uh two kids one much older and one younger and I work so hard to try to make us have traditions because you know I have a stepson and you know they had their family and our family so we're trying to mix them and try to make these new traditions like Thanksgiving and Christmas we between my stepson's family and our family where we go and celebrate but um, it's still challenging because we're like, okay, how are we going to do this? Let's 
like, oh, I don't want to cook. Oh, I don't want to plan. Oh, I don't want to clean or anything. And then we're like, no, we have to do this. We have to. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I had two sisters. I had. I have two sisters. (laughs) Um, One is five years younger than me though and one is 13 and I but I think just like with my mom growing up with so many siblings and then my dad just had one sibling growing up and they were really close in age and I think like so he was super on board with these big traditions because he didn't have that as a kid um yeah I think it was just definitely something ingrained in me and personally I'm like just like a pretty type a personality and like routine oriented and I like thrive off of routines which I think really relates into tradition because it's like okay I know every year on Easter I'm gonna be doing this and this and this and like I you know so for me it's just my personality type I like thrive on that yeah holiday traditions are like routines with a theme mm-hmm. right right mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely and so that's when like when stuff doesn't go as planned, like this year, I have mm-hmm. such a hard time, like, giving up the tradition. Or, like, this this last Christmas, we were basically <laughs> quarantined in my house because we had, like, a stomach flu thing going on. And so it's just, it's, like, a good thing and a bad thing because traditions, that's why I said at the beginning, like, almost to a fault. Like, if the tradition doesn't go exactly how it's supposed to go because I know how amazing it is. When it does, then it's like gut punched. Like, oh my gosh, I'm I get really upset <laughs> about it. So yeah, yeah, totally gotta understandable. Happy medium, you know, gotta have yeah. that middle mm-hmm. ground. Have your traditions, but like roll with it if it changes, which probably most normal people do. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> But I mean, that makes a, brings up a point. Like, it gives you a a way to deal with things that are unsettling or makes you anxious, or especially with the coronavirus. Like, what's going to happen in the next few months? Um, these things, tradition, like with events and days, it brings some grounding to your family. I feel like absolutely, uh-huh. and maybe you get some new awesome traditions out of it you know yeah stuff something you would have never done like this virtual book club that our friend group is gonna start (laughs) 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 awesome well yeah i hope you know you guys all with easter coming up not already passed (laughs) I hope that you guys are all you know taking a little time to reflect on what new traditions you could be forming and you know make the best of it you're with your family and that's the most important part really of all traditions so I think that about wraps up our topic there we can kind of lighten the mood a little bit more with a hot mess segment (laughs) All right. <laughs> so Jess, we we ask our guests to share a moment where they've been a total hot mess. And so we would like to invite you to share yours. Okay. I'm going to give you my very first hot mess moment um, being a new mom. Uh, 
Uh, my son was probably, I don't know, maybe three, four months old. Uh, he just learned to sit up on his own. So I was super excited. I don't have to cradle his neck anymore. I don't have to constantly hold him. He can sit up on his own. No problem. Um, except he can only do it for like a minute. And then he <laughs> walks down. <laughs> so I go to change his diaper on his changing table. And I have an um, a jar of Andy ointment cream. So it's a hard plastic container. I put it at the head of the changing table and he's sitting up. So I'm like, all right, I can open the jar, get his diaper going, everything. And I it all up and, and changed him and he was fine. And he was still sitting up. And then all of a sudden he just went straight down uh, and hit his head on the A&D ointment jar. <laughs> and, you know, that's hard. Yeah, it's hard plastic. You know, I mean, he literally just flopped down. You know, he's sitting upright and he's just on the changing table, so he's fine. But um, it's the first time he fell, first time he hit his head, um, started scream crying, of course. I freak out because it's the first time my child has been hurt. And, of course, I was home alone. My husband was at work. (laughs) And I picked him up, hold him, crying, freaking out. And I start bawling because one, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to make him feel better. I can't make him feel better. He's scared. He felt, he hit his head. It's a totally new experience for him. He's a baby, um, only a few months old. Uh, He cried probably for a good 15 minutes too. So I was freaking out. I was like, oh my God, do I have to go to the doctor for bruise? Is there a bump? Like what's happening? Um, so I literally cried myself <laughs> for the next hour <laughs> because I just didn't know I was, you know, first time mom, I was so besides myself. I, like I'm, I broke my child. What am I doing? To <laughs> and, um, my husband comes home and he's like, what the hell is going on? Why are you all like, you know, my eyes are all red. I'm snots running down my face. And, and the baby's fine at this point. The baby <laughs> is just chilling in his swing and he's happy. And I'm like, I'm still a mess. And I'm like, I'm a horrible mother. How could I do anything like this? I should have cradled him and should have never happened. And <laughs> he's like, he's fine. You're fine. It's okay. He's like, I'm just sorry it happened so soon. You know, like, it was, you know, eventually the kid's going to fall. <laughs> Right. somehow hurt his head and I thought fortunately you were home alone uh he's a little younger than we wanted for it to happen but that was my my first hot mess moment ever with having a baby and I was no. just I couldn't handle it I was and then I, I was pretty much distraught for like the rest of the day even I was like I'm so bad <laughs> yeah for sure we've all we've all been there (laughs) oh yeah Uh, especially like the first injury of course you feel like the worst person Mm -hmm. ever and i'm sure we have all been way more upset than the babies ever were yeah and then you then they get older and you're like you're fine dust it off are you bleeding then leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) Like, unless you are bleeding, stay in your room. 
Cool. Well, this was fun. Talking about traditions. Hopefully this holiday goes well for everyone and we can just kind of work with what we're got, what we've got and not let the COVID get us down. Um, we can finish up with a fun little game that we like to do at the end. Um, this is like a would you rather super cheesy like spring and Easter theme one I thought would be lighthearted and on topic. So, so yeah. So you ready, Jess? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. First question. Would you rather hide the Easter eggs or find the Easter eggs? Find the Easter eggs. Yeah. 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 I like doing that too. <laughs> um, okay. Would you rather have a fluffy white bunny tail always or big fluffy bunny ears? Bunny tail. I have a big booty, so it would look nice. <laughs> it looked nice. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say so we could like hide it with some pants. No, rock it, girl. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Would you rather um, dye real eggs or buy the plastic ones? Dye real eggs. Dye real eggs. Yeah. yeah. Um, jelly beans or chocolate? Chocolate. Chocolate. Okay. And would you rather? dress nice and wear your Sunday best on Easter or have like a cozy comfy chilled outfit day um speaking of traditions Sunday best because you dress up on Easter I feel that's something you do you don't get comfy you dress up (laughs) cool yeah that's it nothing too risque this time kept it kept it family friendly (laughs) Eastery. <laughs> nice. nice. That was a good one. Thank you, Mickey. All right, Jess. Well, that about wraps up our episode. So thank you so much for joining us. This was really fun to get to chat with you and record it. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to let our listeners know where they can find you if they want to follow along with you and what you're doing? Well, I would say yes uh, to that, um, except I'm pretty much done with work right now. I am in the wedding industry, though. Um, I'm, I'm actually working on calligraphy, a quarantine side hustle. I'm learning calligraphy to do wedding signs, hopefully, this summer. Cool. So something fun and educational to kill my time at home so maybe i'll come back on another episode with you when i got more info on yeah but i am working other wedding uh things i am a wedding bartender i do um i am ordained i did megan's wedding thank you so yeah i'll come back in a few months give you a little update (laughs) (laughs) sounds good all right well until then we will talk to you next time bye bye thank you for listening to boss ladies and babies if you like this episode be sure to rate review and leave us some feedback make sure to follow us on instagram and facebook and join the conversation in our facebook group at boss ladies and babies and until next time stay Stay bossy. bossy